Hey friends, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I'm Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 338 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we are reading Hebrews 7 and 8. We're also going to read Psalm 28, and let's get going. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of God Most High, met Abraham and blessed him as he returned from defeating the kings. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, his name means king of righteousness, then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Without father, mother, or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the son of God, he remains a priest forever. Now consider how great this man was. Even Abraham the patriarch gave a tenth of the plunder to him. This is where, I'm just going to say this, um, Jesus talks about tithing, giving a tenth. Um, We see this in um, the prophets, but this goes back to even before Moses. This goes back to Abraham. Abraham gave a tenth, okay? So people who want to say that... um, Tithing is a construct. Nope. Tithing is a principle. Tithing is a commitment. Tithing is biblical. And it goes all the way back to Abraham. There we go. Said that. Sorry. The pastor in me has to come out a little bit. And not only the pastor in me, as a faith, as a person of faith, as a believer, as a person who has seen the principle of tithing come to fruition in her own life, I I will I will never not tithe. I will never not tithe because it works. (laughs) And we'll just leave it at that. Okay. So the sons of Levi who received the priestly office have a command according to the law to collect a 10th from the people that is from their brothers and sisters, though they have also descended from Abraham, but one without his lineage with one without this lineage collected a 10th from Abraham and blessed the one who had the promises without a doubt, the inferior is blessed by the superior. In one case, Men who, men who will die receive a tenth, but in the other case, scripture testifies that he lives. And in a sense, Levi himself, who receives a tenth, has paid a tenth through Abraham, for he was still within, within his ancestor when Melchizedek met him. Now, if perfection came through the Levitical priesthood, for on the basis of it, the people received the law, what further need was there for another priest to appear, said to be according to the order of Melchizedek and not according to the order of Aaron? For when there is a change of the priesthood, there must be a change of law as well. For the one of these things are spoken about belong to a different tribe. No one from it has served at it. No one from it has served at the altar. Now it is evident that our Lord came from Judah and Moses said nothing about that tribe concerning priests. And this becomes clearer if another priest like Melchizedek appears who did not become a priest based on a legal regulation but are about physical descent, but based on the power from an indestructible life. For it has been testified, you are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. So the previous command is annulled because it was weak and unprofitable for the law perfected nothing, but a better hope introduced through which we draw near to God. No, none of this happened without an oath for others became priests without an oath. But he became a priest with an oath made by the one who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. Because of this oath, Jesus has also become the guarantee of a better covenant. Now many may have become Levitical priests since they are prevented by death from remaining in office. But because he remains forever, he holds his priesthood permanently. 
Therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. For this is the kind of high priest we need, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as priests do, first for their own sins, then for those of the people. He did this once for all time when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the promise of the oath which came after the law appoints a son who has been perfected forever. Now, the main point of what is being said is this. We have this kind of high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary, and the true tabernacle that was set up by the Lord and not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it was, therefore it was necessary for this priest to also have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he wouldn't be a priest since there are those offering the gifts prescribed by the law. These serve as a copy and shadow of the heavenly things as Moses was warned when he was about to complete the tabernacle. For God said, be careful that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown to you on the mountain. But Jesus has now obtained a superior ministry to that degree. He is the mediator of a better covenant, which has been established on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion for a second one. But finding fault with his people, he says, See, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. I showed no concern for them, says the Lord, because they did not continue in my covenant. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And each person will not teach his fellow citizen and each his brother or sister saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least to the greatest of them, for I will forgive their wrongdoing. I will never again remember their sins. By saying a new covenant, he has declared that the first is obsolete and what is obsolete and growing old is about to pass away. And for Psalm 28. Lord, I call to you, my rock, do not be deaf to me. If you remain silent to me, I will be like those going down to the pit. Listen to the sound of my pleading when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary. Do not drag me away with the wicked, with the evil doers who speak in friendly ways with their neighbors, while malice is in their hearts. Repay them according to what they have done, according to the evil of their deeds. Repay them according to the work of their hands. Give them back what they deserve, because they do not consider what the Lord has done or the work of his hands. He will tear them down and not rebuild them. Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the sound of my pleading. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart celebrates, and I give thanks to him with my song. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is a stronghold of salvation for his anointed. Save your people, bless your possession, shepherd them, and carry them forever. And that's it for today, friends. Come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See you then.